Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now entering Nerdist.com. <laughs> Strong string presence. That's yeah. what I like. You got to credit David Arnold for that. Oh, is that a harp? Yeah, man. Wow. Is that the only time a harp has been in a Bond movie? Don't email. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they will. I'm just kidding, oh, guys. I'm just kidding. Uh, turn that down a little bit. Welcome mm. to James Bonding with Matt and Matt. Yeah, yeah, we're doing it. It's The World Is Not Enough with our guests, Derek Miller. Hello. Jeremy Smith. Howdy. You might know him as Mr. Beaks from Ain't It Cool News, and you might know Derek Miller as... I don't read anything Quint doesn't write. <laughs> Fair enough. Nor, <laughs> nor do I. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. Jeremy, get up on the mic. Okay. There you go. All or right. pull it towards you. You can move it. Yeah. It's good. Matt, he wasn't using reducing me and you cut him off. Sorry. <laughs> you might know Derek from getting upset when he's cut off. Yeah. And he's a famous rant of getting cut off. Uh, this is James Bonding. It's The World Is Not Enough. Bear with us as we get through yeah. this film talking about this. I feel film. like an hour 45 minutes would have been enough. For this film, <laughs> yes, yeah, an hour and forty five minutes is enough. It's not even one of the exceptionally long Bond films. Mm-hmm. It just, but boy, does it feel that way. It does, huh? It yeah. would be. It, this is like a director's cut could be like the hour shorter version. Like the only time a director's cut's yeah. considerably shorter than the finished product. Yeah, you're not kidding. I think that's happened, right? Has it? Isn't the director's cut? I feel like the Army of Darkness director's cut is somehow shorter. Oh, I thought you were talking about a Bond film. They, yeah. they should do some. I'm, I'm still holding out for a quantum director's cut I think we can get it I'm just holding out for them to release some kind of other edition of Evil Dead (laughs) (laughs) that's a whole other podcast (laughs) Uh, yeah welcome to the show guys we're glad to have you on Uh, let's just let's just let's just talk to you guys a little bit about your lives with Bond before this podcast. Yeah, because we should mention that these two guys, in their own rights, are kind of Bond experts. And we'll, yeah. t- we'll talk about why in a second. But we had a third uh, person who was going to be on, Ken Crosby, who was the Bond expert for the show Beat the Geeks. But he's sick, oh, so wow. we wish him well, wow. Ken, if you're listening. Let's have him on with Blaine Capatch, the last host of Beat the Geeks. Oh, we should. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Yeah. So, Derek, tell us yeah. about your history with James Bond, both personally when you found the Lord... 
and <laughs> and what you did as a professional person that uh, I was introduced as a as a young boy by my grandfather, and I was the kid who always dressed up as Bond for Halloween and stuff, and oh. taped them all off TV. So I had yeah. a big stack of all those old VHSs. But yeah, no, I've had a lifelong affinity for Bond. I think the only the first one I saw though in the theaters was Living Daylights with my grandfather. Oh, wow. nice. Um, and then um, when I moved to LA, I'd always been a huge Bond fan and bought all the books and everything else. And then somehow, some a friend of mine had a job doing the. Uh, mail order stuff for the Ian Fleming Foundation and they need somebody else like oh great part time job and I'll get in the Bond world but then they were also doing the magazine and I got way involved with that so we did all the special editions um, I got to do the twine <laughs> junket which is we'll talk about later um, but yeah but it's kind of cool my name's on every Blu-ray that's in the great. credits that's for right all for, for cool. all of those inside documentaries in, in the right? documentaries yeah. I've Not been a- watching having known you for a little while now I would see those things that go Oh, Derek Miller. I, I, every time I see that name, I know a Derek Miller. I never put it together. That was weird. Until yeah, recently. whole other life. Yeah. I, mean, I, kinda, I think I told you I had like an acrimonious split with the guy running it, so I yeah. kind of left Bond behind, but oh. uh, I'm letting myself love it again. Yeah. Well, you went rogue. I That's went rogue. That's we use the term. Yeah. Rogue. <laughs> rogue. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be back oh, in. Oh, geez. don't. Do not. <laughs> do not. <laughs> so. I just, I just, already that gives me a thrill that this movie didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeremy. Uh, well, I had an older brother who was very into Bond, so it just naturally uh, became an obsession for me. I, I'm i told my first Bond film in the theater was Moonraker. I Whoa, don't remember good. that one, though. I, I re- vividly remember going to see Free Your Eyes Only. Mm. And, uh, you know, as a child, that's one that is, is fairly uneventful. Yeah. Uh, although the the opening is terrific, <laughs> yeah. and so, but that was, that was still enough. I uh, fell in love with Bond right away, and... Yeah, like anyone else, uh, whenever there's a Bond film on the movie of the week, uh, mm. I was definitely watching it. Uh, I rented all of the films uh, many, many times. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and and you know, and it was one of those things where Roger Moore was my Bond yeah. early. Mm-hmm. He was my starter Bond. Yeah, yeah. and and then I, but uh, eventually I, I I found the Lord. I found Sean. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 yeah. So, do you guys? Do, when there was that huge period where you'd have to rent the Bond films or you taped oh, them, yeah. but I remember being such a Bond fan, but still not knowing exactly how many there were and who did what, and it was kind of a crapshoot by looking at the video cover of like, which one is this again? I know they're skiing, yeah. and absolutely, I and remember, you know what to believe because it was also like you know when we were a kid, never say never again. Like, well, so wait, there's these other weird things. Yeah, that I happened? didn't even understand yeah. what was going on there. And I remember I got on <laughs> Her Majesty's Secret Service home one time, and it took yeah. me 40 minutes before I'm like. Wait, this is James Bond? I couldn't. Right. I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that this guy was Bond. You know. Well, the uh, you know I always remember uh, one week uh, on the, like the movie of the week was the Man with the Golden Gun, mm-hmm. and I was looking at that, and it's like Roger Moore, and, and I'm like, wait, this is a James Bond film. I don't know this movie. Oh wow! And uh, and yeah, it was like a, a hidden Bond. It I was, wish you know, I had that possibility today. Yeah, yeah. there's it some would, out there you've never seen, guys. Right, because you know it was before like I was obsessively you know combing through like movie guides and things like that. So yeah, you could still kind of accidentally stumble into a Bond movie. <laughs> oh, uh, those I've had days. this the, the very recently with. Uh, Netflix streaming everything. I've recently had a Frasier I'd never seen before, which was super exciting for me. And, wow. I, and somehow, a Star Trek The Next Generation I'd never oh seen my before. God. It was imagine. very exciting. It was joyous. It's like they made it for me. <laughs> I know. I've, I love, love, love Carl Sagan's Cosmos. And circumstantially, I have still never seen the last two episodes. And I almost am saving it for like 
when I know I'm terminally ill. Yeah. It's the same way that I know I'm going to try heroin. Carl, I'm coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or it's just I'm going to make my last week on Earth the best. We're going to discover just, the cosmos just together. Just jacked up on smack watching the last two episodes of <laughs> Cosmos. That's how he shot them. So. <laughs> Guys, update. Uh, someone know. put a bid in on my other watch I'm selling on eBay. Oh. It's an Omega, s- if anyone's interested. Is this a Bond Omega? An, an Omega. Yeah. Uh, we had this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's a... Uh, it's a it's an automatic speedmaster. Uh, you can adjust headphone levels here. If you yeah, if I'm too loud, which yeah. I often. Plus, there are, there are donuts. If anybody listeners want some, we got some on the table here. Um, yeah, let's, let's sort of jump into the world is not enough. I remember my excitement level for this movie top notch because I was coming off of uh, the beauty of Tomorrow Never Dies. Do you guys hate Tomorrow Never Dies? I like it. I, I don't mind it either. I, I think it's kind of a cool movie. It's a, it's that's a it's a big departure. It's my least favorite Bond film. of all of them. Wow. You're you're so bizarre. You're in for a treat when you rewatch Maybe, it. Yeah, it has I think been you a are. Lot. But my reasoning on that is because I love a Bond film that goes for broke and is horrible, and one that's great, and right. that one just falls so soundly in the middle for me that I yeah. get bored. I don't know. Well, it was the first one after Goldeneye, yeah. and I, I think that you know most Bonds Bond fans had you know we were we had fallen back in love with Bond, and yeah. we were embracing Pierce and. And that one just felt fine. It felt yeah. like, you know, at, at the time. But, yeah, going back and looking at it, it's a really strong film. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. It's, really? it's a decent movie. I like we'll it, too. To and it's got the it's got weeks. a villain that has a plan that that, it, that is different. Mm. Granted, it's not that different because he wants to start a war. But the reasoning behind wanting to start the war is so that he can cover it in yeah, all of Price his media outlets. That. Price is pretty decent. Yeah, yeah Price is good. And Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Is, Michelle Yeoh. It's kind of weird, though, too. Here You have Goldeneye, and then you go straight into that where he's partnering up with somebody. It's like, you don't really, yeah. we don't have Pierce yeah. yet, and already he's yeah. partnering with somebody. Yeah. It's like, yeah. they didn't really set that in. It's the only Bond film since Octopussy that I didn't see in the theater. Wow. Really? Yeah. Was it because Titanic was out at the same time? This is a place where we can admit some things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was spending all my time watching Titanic end to end. I remember we, yeah, went, it was my, my, my friend's uh, birthday party, and we would always go see a movie. Like, the, his mom would take the whole, all the kids to go see a movie. And it was Titanic or that. And mm. we ended up seeing Tomorrow Never Dies, mm. which was a delight. Mm. <laughs> I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Star Trek First Contact was out that year, too. Hmm. I think. What That's year a big was weekend. It? <laughs> oh no! First contact ninety six. This was ninety seven. Correct. Yeah, this yeah. was ninety seven. It was yeah. Toronto. Yeah. So this one, the world is not enough. What year are we talking about? This is ninety nine. Two years later, wow. when they were in the rotation. Correctly. This is like and they were hitting them at Thanksgiving. Year. It was always the third, the November yeah. release. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that was, you know, that was the weird thing about this this film coming out in ninety nine, which was such a strong film year that my excitement for a new Bond film was kind of. Uh, you know, being matched by my excitement mm-hmm. for all these amazing movies that were, you know, either had come out or, you know, you had Magnolia coming oh, out, you had right. Three Kings, oh, yeah. you had Fight Club. Jeez. Uh, and it was like this great... You're just naming posters yeah. I had in my oh. dorm room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, those are the most white That's guy crazy. college <laughs> dorm room posters ever. Yeah, yeah so, so in twine next to Fight Club, oh my God. That's like when License to Kill came out. It was also Batman Last Crusade. Yeah. Oh, it was uh, Ghostbusters two? That was a huge summer. The Abyss, summer of eighty nine. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that was that was a tough. Yeah, and and License to Kill kind of suffered as a result. Yeah, for well, sure. the Menendez brothers got it. That's right. We'll talk about. It. We have a lot of License to Kill stuff to talk about. I'm looking you know, forward to it. But today, when you, when you have Davian, yeah. yeah. <laughs> today we're talking about the third uh, the third installment of the Pierce Brosnan series. Uh, the world's not enough. Uh, and in a lot of ways, I feel like this might be Pierce Brosnan's best performance. Wow. It's, I think it is my I think acting-wise, really. yeah. yeah. I think he's the least wooden. I think he's... And I, well, 
You know what? It might be who he's juxtaposed with very often in this Whatever movie. Whatever do you mean? Well, <laughs> we'll get to her. <laughs> oh, I, I had But also, specified he, it he also gets brought up by a couple of people. Yeah, I agree with yeah, that, too. I think Absolutely. this, of all the Brosnan films, has the best acting across the board. And that's taking into account Denise Richards. Yeah. But, but Sophie Marceau and she Robert Carlyle are, are really good. Yeah. They're great. And, and Coltrane's, I, I love him. Yeah, and I that's why him. I think mm-hmm. it's the best Brosnan film. I know that's going to upset some GoldenEye fans out there, but all right. So here's here's the deal, guys. We start in Balboa, Spain, with the brand new museum Frank Gehry designed, mm-hmm. which was controversial at the time. I was actually even watching an episode of Frasier last night where they had talked about. Don't worry about it. But they had <laughs> this talked is like when about I buzz marketed <laughs> Valencia orange <laughs> yes. refreshers from Starbucks. But they uh, they were talking about uh, Frasier was dating this girl because they, he had a wonderful discussion about how much they both hated the new art museum in Spain. Oh wow. <laughs> Uh, it's such it's so like a Bond movie to go. What's the newest thing? Yeah. let's just squeeze it in a shot. You know that yeah. this movie suffers from a lot too. Like just cramming in. Yeah, the gadgets feel so forced, oh. and everything's fun. But anyway, the, but this the opening gadgets sequence feel ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got oh. some things to say about. Those. We talk about this opening sequence. It's the longest one. I thought it was fourteen. How long is it? Does it twenty something? Wow, twenty one, twenty two. Longest opening sequence in a Bond film because they were going to break it up. Right? What's the story behind this? Yeah, it was supposed to end as soon as he comes out of the window. Right, and then. I don't know how no one could write a fucking line for Brosnan to say instead of just looking. Like, it, I felt like he should have had, sorry, just dropping in or something like that. That's how it was originally, and then they tested it, and it didn't do well. Like, right. opening sequence, yeah. so they, they brought the boat sequence yeah. forward and yeah. made it really long. Yeah. And this is Purvis and Wade's first yes. outing. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this is interesting to me. I'm just going to throw this in right away, because one of my big things in Skyfall is they're like, we don't want to repeat anything that we've done before, but there's so many things in this that they repeated in Skyfall. Really? The blowing up of MI6, the clean bill of health, there's all of these things. Yeah. M, be having a, be getting kidnapped, or them having a plan against yep. M. And so there's all these things that just repeated again. Like, guys, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah and, and it, you know, it, that's kind of the weird thing is that they, Purvis and Wade kind of came in and and they set the template going yeah. forward for, for, like, what Bond films were going to be and, uh, and not for the better. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, at least, you know, and when they stayed on for uh, Casino Royale, I mean, that, that was kind of one of those... Uh, we, we like when Casino Royale like, well, maybe these guys are dipshits. You yeah. Know, like, but no. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is, we've talked about this. Yeah. That they did these last three Craigs, but there's always been a third writer, mm-hmm. and you're going, that has to be that third writer. Well, right? t- you know, Twine suffers from this, too. We keep calling it Twine, everybody. Uh, because this was written clearly Frankenstein together, because, like, Apted's wife, I think, wrote all the Sophie Marceau stuff. Somebody oh, else really? did all the Bond's dialogue. Yeah. And know. it's just, it's really specific. This movie's, like, so. Like I said, Frankenstein. There's like all these really yeah, disparate parts of it. It is. It is. It, it could be a bunch of different movies we're all watching because scenes all, from. Because Vic Armstrong did all the action stuff. I don't think Apted even touched them in terms oh. of directing them. So the, and I was going to say, those the action sequences, I think, are done really well. They're shot really well. I think even the stuff at the caviar factory, I think, is great. Oh, like, it's, it's I mean, it's silly, but it's great. You that, know? that opening, I'll put I'll put the opening of, of this, the at least the boat chase, up against any opening yeah, it's of the James awesome. Bond film. It is <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's, let's jump into the specifics no, of the opening maybe, well, here. Well, <laughs> I'm with you to a certain extent, and then I got, I got to, what I got to do is just really get something out. Okay, so listen, uh, Bond, is in, Bond is in Spain, uh, and he's there to retrieve money, essentially doing a favor for M's fuck buddy. Uh, yeah, which is another yeah. thing I want to talk <laughs> yeah. about. They so unsubtly we, we read get law. like, yeah. like, okay, we get it. You're yeah. fucking you too, Jesus. <laughs> How many times does she need to wistfully kind of roll her eyes every time his name comes up? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he's in there talking to a Swiss banker. 
Uh, and uh, we're going to see our first gadget immediately. Three minutes in, we're seeing our first gadget, and it is uh, it is a, a flash grenade in the butt of his Walther. Yeah, sig- signaled by his glasses. glasses. Yes. Uh, also, he makes a couple nice digs at a Swiss banker. Yeah, those guys are great too. That casting in that office is pretty sweet. Yeah, it those is. Guys are all pretty great. Uh, but here's my problem. My first problem: uh, getting a knife into the back of the spine like that. It's not going to go in all the way. That's my first note. I'm just I'm saying. I'm sick and tired of throwing knives and their effectiveness. You just can't easily <laughs> throw a knife. She that... was right in between the third and fourth with <laughs> vertebrae. She, she was good. <laughs> no. Yeah, she hit the base of the brainstem and it, all the way through. Uh, okay, so. Now we see what I think is the uh, least realistic thing in any James Bond movie, which is the length of this goddamn curtain string. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds of that's, feet. That's a, that's a Spain thing. <laughs> they, are, they have very long strings. It's, you guys have seen to... Venetian blinds, right? Well, these are Spanish blinds. Spanish yeah. people have two customs. They like to nap in the afternoon, <laughs> and they like to be able to close their windows from three stories below on the street before they get up. Because they know they're heading up to nap, and they don't want to get up there and have their the circadian rhythms thrown off by light. Yeah, no, you guys, this, is, this checks out. <laughs> Haven't you ever been walking around in Barcelona and get tripped up on uh, <laughs> no, all the hanging curtains? Yeah, it, you can literally Tarzan you know, down any street. A lot of people are saying that that's responsible for the economy collapse in Spain right now. <laughs> they were just spending so much on these curtain strings. <laughs> guys, let's take a look on at this. On the contrary, it's a lot of jobs. Uh, yeah, so his big plan to escape this building after... Uh, so he's a. I had to. I rewound it. I'm like, oh, it, it really is just the curtain string. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's I not... watched it with Amanda, and she was like, "What? Could that work? <laughs> could that work? <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, it could work, but he'd have to go in the window right b- below the one that but he's also jumping out of. Break his back or the other guy's back or something. I also like. I also like the scene of him tugging on the string. Yeah. Like clear. Like clearly harnessed. Like there, there'd be no way to be no tugging. Slack. Yeah. yeah, he's tugging he on the string. a little. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then uh, he drops to the ground. And people look at him, and then he sort of said something, but he didn't. And then uh, now we we go back to MI six, where with, we with these terrible titles for this whole movie too. Whoever the Chiron operator was, I think the titles are terrible. They're just I don't like the Pablo puns. Spain. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but they're really yeah. bad. They're yeah. bad. Uh, oh, yeah, unlike yeah. Quantum, when did that? Quantum's nailed it. It's it it so titles. good, like right in the floor. Oh, like the, um, so yeah, now we go to MI six and we see uh, Samantha Bond has uh, really cut her hair down. <laughs> I, I wrote down a note that I, I like her as Money Penny quite a bit. Okay, and, uh, I don't know. She just seems to have a little bit of the essence of Lois Maxwell, but, but a modern gal. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So okay, he's there. He retrieves the money. There's a fun exchange about cigars because they want to stay current with uh, the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Yeah. I'm assuming that's yes, what they're going right. for yeah, there. Still really works. Really timeless. Still really, <laughs> yeah, really timeless situation. Um, <laughs> and they have a fancy, a very fancy money counter, which just scans a pile of money and tells you how much is there. Yeah, that's what that does. This is now we have this massive money counter in MI6. <laughs> But when we need to stop the man, no one has a fucking radio. Yeah. No one has a radio. The best she can do is intercom to the next room. <laughs> With the wiring ended uh, there. Yeah, uh, I guess someone else has to yell, and uh, I feel like James would have been able to run. Anyway, so what we see, uh, the way James discovers that, hey, this money, something's going on with it, is... Uh, 
there's something going on with his uh, his his chemical scotch. In it. Yeah, and he's touched the ice, yep. which got his fingers. Away. I thought that was cool. I, I agree. I like that bit. I agree. Was, yeah. I'm on board. Clever. You little. you sound hesitant no, to like no, anything in this movie. Well, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I'm with you so far. I just know it's coming. No, it it, it is. Is it's kind of inventive. It, yeah. it uh, yeah, again, like it's that. yeah. There's there's some stuff in this too where, where they do try to keep Bond with the sleuthing, like doing detective stuff. I throughout agree this with movie. that. Yes, and, the, and I think that's pretty well done in this movie. And I. And that, Sometimes we're going to have to have a serious discussion about what my real problem with these Brosnans is. I feel like I've got something deeper and I need to get it out, and I'm not exactly sure. What we have to find it out. We're going to bring a therapist We might. Yeah. We might. Yeah. might bring Emily like, back. Hypnotize you or something like this. Well, so here's – now, I think this is a great – I think this is a great device. But what doesn't the, – the, the part where they're already, they've already lost me is I don't understand why this double O agent is going out to get this money back. Like, I don't understand yeah, I, what the situation is I there. don't either. doesn't make any sense well, to me. Well, it's because all personal, right? Because of I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Um, and uh, so the money, he walks in, the lapel pin, you see a magnesium strip in the in the money ignite. That's, then, I like that effect. Yeah, That's that was cool. good. Yeah. And then uh, it blows up. <laughs> well, now what do you do, right? You look out the window and you see a sniper. <laughs> And a boat. Mind you, this is a consumer boat in the middle of the Thames. I, I have this note. With a fifty caliber machine gun mounted to I'm the back of it Wouldn't in work. a city and country where the cops don't even carry guns. Right in the vicinity of MI6. Yes. yes. Wouldn't arouse any suspicion. Not though. one. And well, she's there she just might have had a tarp over it yeah, before that. Whipped it like, off. Don't logic me. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare. Mm. But uh, she's just there to make sure the job was finished. Yeah. And just like, mm, did you? And, uh, and then we come up on... Uh, uh, for some reason, on the ninth floor of MI6, there is a wet dock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is a wet dock. A, it's it's yeah. it's the floor for money counting and wet dock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's 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 curious mm-hmm. to me that that would be there. I don't question Q. I, you know, <laughs> uh, Q gets a pass. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there's got to be a reason. It's just it's it's beyond us. Also, but, he could have launched the torpedoes from without jumping out the window and ended it right there. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he couldn't figure out those controls. It's brand new. Uh, he immediately he, figured out those controls wh- and how to tighten his tie underwater. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but he was improvising. That was so. that was a yeah Brosnan ad lib. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was very Roger Moore esque. I was. enjoyed that. Here's let me just give me a second. <laughs> I got no problem with the tie straightening. It's okay. a nice. Oh, it is I very agree. Roger Moore. It's a nice little joke. I got no problem with the spraying the traffic cops with water. Yep, the, it's, that, that, that was that a real. Just, that was a real. Uh, it, yeah, that was not just, planned. It had just started. Oh, really? The booting. No, the other thing that was, they, like, they were taking it on because it was a huge thing. I guess in England, it got a huge laugh because booting had just I become a huge it. thing. So, you, but you see it was an accident? Oh, yeah. No, I thought I thought it was an accident oh, that they, they were filming because they had cameras set up all over. It was like the the, the sequence was live broadcast on, on the web oh. uh, at the oh, time. I, I, in 1999? Yeah. Wow. It was like, but I don't know if anyone watched it. Like, I, I don't even remember this, but I, I looked this up. Yeah. And it was, yeah, and apparently that was a that was an accident. Oh, but the, the audience good information. Liked it. Hmm. And so, if I'm wrong, yeah, you guys. No, can, that's uh, all right. <laughs> oh, they will. Where's the? Oh, yeah. But where does the? So now you don't have a problem with that. No. And then where's the problem? My problem, and I think this is getting at the heart of what my problem with the Brosnan films are. Mm-hmm. It's the shift in tone is too nosebleedy. So you go from this really yeah. cool boat chase, tie straightening, funny joke. Splashing the cops, pretty good. To 
the farcical ridiculous of being able to steer a boat through the streets <laughs> of London. Okay, it's it. It is what it is. It's horrible. But when you go from that to two minutes later, there's a woman killing herself in a balloon, and then Brosnan falls on the Millennium Dome or whatever it is, yeah. and he's so hurt and so much in serious pain. That shift in tone just – it feels like it wants it both ways, and I just don't buy it. Was it was your problem the lack of a double take from a pigeon? <laughs> it would have helped. helped. This is the same reason well, I, I couldn't. The get whole into movie the, is this, though. It's just a tonal mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're, yeah. you're absolutely right about that. Well, yeah. So, yeah, Bond uh, does take this power jet boat through the streets of London uh, to find a shortcut to meet her up on the other he end. Steer. He turns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He t- turns. Yeah, on the doesn't streets. have any yeah. He's got a rudder? He's got a rudder? No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just there. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that, that uh, I also wonder how, like, authorities explain the whole situation of the balloon right. blowing everything. But. So that this movie came out at, like, right at the time that every young man, when you're, for me, when you're in college and you just hate every movie unless it's really good, you know, you're, you're, you're snobby. And unless you, it's black and white and Italian. Yeah, I, even then, I didn't. Uh, it just came at that time, and then that compounded with all of this stuff was, I think, has left such a bad taste in my mouth for the bras and said, I just got to go through some things in my life before I can reset. I think we're going to get you there. I think okay. we're slowly going to get there. Uh, I, went, I went to see this at the private screening at MGM because I had covered the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So I got in. Cool. And I was so excited, and I, I picked up this girl because I was taking her to the screening on the lot or whatever. Oh. So I was like, I got in late. Sweet like, day. D- yeah. Just, I think I got there like just in time. But I'm, oh, man. Did you drive your speedboat there? I drove my speedboat. I had a little uh, Fiat convertible. Uh-huh. So it was my little my bond car i had a little pininfarina <laughs> so 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 we pull in but i i mean this movie was so disappointing yeah. to do after cause, but cause i remember covering all of this boat thing too because it was like was that five weeks of shooting or yeah, something like that because we were getting all the stuff from london for the magazine and i was putting all the pictures in and I was so so excited but this it, the, the opening does deliver that's yeah. what i think yeah and and i think that that was the it, it was actually hyped that that opening uh and, and a lot of the critics beforehand were really uh playing it up so yeah i'd read like the new yorker review i think anthony lane was talking about how it was like the greatest bond opening ever and one yeah. of the great action sequences so wow. i was like okay let's go check this out i was like yeah it's not pretty bad. good <laughs> it's still pretty good it's still yeah, it's, i think it's, it's, it's still Vic armstrong yeah. it's yeah. you know and i also i think him i think just the act of like that high-speed chase then to a balloon <laughs> i enjoy that quite a bit and i also enjoy the aspect of Bond trying to not kill somebody <laughs> and saying I can protect you and, and come in. We need your information. And uh, that I think that's a fucking great stunt when he drops onto the yeah. dome and then that guy, the stunt guy kept missing that that mm-hmm. thing and that's why they left that shot in. I think that's great. Yeah. But, it's but Brosnan's so- acting when he's hurt that I'm sorry. Well, he does some great face puffing in this movie. It's all, it's all histrionics. It's yeah. all. <laughs> but I like. That's another thing I like, though, is sustaining a shoulder injury that is going to bother him throughout the entire. Yeah, film. I like and, that too. Well, at least very skyfall a again. fragment out of it. Yeah, it's the same. Shoulder. But uh, I like that too. It's just every time someone touches him, he does it. <sighs> Lower but you've been hurt like, like that. A desk you know? drawer. You've been hurt like that. I, I make those expressions yeah, a lot. Not like, not like I looked into the sun and my wife left me and emotional and physical. I don't know. There's something too much about well, it. Brosnan's bond has a very low threshold for pain. <laughs> it's one of his quirks. Uh, you did say what about his acting in this. I think he's a lot, a lot of blase in this, and it's kind of like the the third bond. 
any time any actor gets to like their third movie, like they're, they've become Bond. They've traveled mm-hmm. the world as Bond. They've done, you know, they've existed in the world as James Bond. So like something happens where there's a nonchalance. Like if you look at him in Goldeneye, I think even though he might be wooden, he's way more frail than he's in this when he's hurt, you know, yeah. quote unquote, yeah. when he's whinging from the pain. Yeah. But I, th- I th- it just bugs the shit out of me. I think <laughs> he'll have these great moments, like with so- Sophie Marceau. But then other times he's just. I think I'm Bond. I'm walking around as Bond. Yeah. Well, he's he uh, ultimate at the end of the day, he's more caricature than character to me, and uh, yeah. I can never quite. Well, I think what I do I like a lot about this particular opening is after the shoulder injury, it just melds into the opening credits. Yeah. And he drops he drops to the ground and grabs his shoulder and walks off while the credits are oh, starting. I didn't notice that. You didn't really? notice no, that? How funny. He drops to the ground and gets up, holds his shoulder, and walks off of the uh, thing while Shirley Manson's. Uh, song plays it's not garbage guys it's Shirley Manson well the, it's isn't not, it well they no, credit garbage, garbage. Yeah. Yeah, but they how much did garbage? how much well, did Butch Vig do on this no, song uh, yeah because David Arnold wrote it wrote it and yeah. I think garbage and Shirley Manson performed it but I'm going to give you well, an then why would they say garbage song. and Shirley Manson just say garbage probably because they perf- <laughs> I don't look I don't know but wait till you hear this other song that <laughs> but this is also like two years after the height of garbage popularity too like they kind least. of missed the boat yeah well but isn't that often the case with yeah. Bond yeah, themes uh-huh. they're like because yeah. uh, they must agree to this like early on yeah. right? and, yeah. it, and so they they set down that path and then all of a sudden the guy you know the they just have a knack of finding people whose careers are about ready to go in the tank. Yeah. I remember when AHA was assigned to Living Daylights. Even yeah. then, as a kid, I'm like, really? Yeah. I'm like, I already threw that tape away. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> bring Duran Duran back. Yeah. Oh, that, well, I think Adele's probably the most contemporary. Like, yeah. she's on the charts right now. Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing. And for, well, maybe for Jack better White or worse. Too, yeah, but... Jack White, for better or for worse. All right, here is a, some kind of weird oddity. I don't know that this was ever officially considered for the film but it's by the band straw it's the world is not enough love straw and woof <laughs> take your time straw already already on board oh slow so that's, he, that's he, classic he, straw slow burn <laughs> <laughs> we've already had a 28 minute opening we don't have time for this straw this could not have been a legit Simon LeBond. Yeah. yeah. With a little radio head. <laughs> yeah. It has like the same kind of tempo though as the garbage town. Yeah. But much more languid. Oh, yeah. Like he might be performing this like Perry Como in that SCTV sketch yes. laying on a bed. <laughs> That's how he records. Head propped up on a pillow. Here we go. Here's the look. I don't hate it as much as you guys. New ringtone. <laughs> anyway. So a lot of people really like the the garbage Shirley Manson song. I I, I think it's all right. You like it a lot. Man. I do like it. Yeah, I think I, I, as far as they've, I mean, if you look at the last five Bond pictures, you're looking at. Uh, well, I guess we have to go deeper than that now because we've had three of Daniel Craig. But uh, the only one of Daniel Craig's that does it for me is Skyfall, 
and I think as far as you the like bras, the Cornell, huh? I like no, the Cornell. I love it. I, I don't like the Cornell. I'm definitely I didn't, not a fan of Cornell. Yeah. I didn't like it when I saw it. Now I've, I've come around. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. And the uh, and it's when the bra, I'm thinking about the Brosnan ones. Uh, fucking, I think Goldeneye's great. You got Tina Turner nailing those vocals. I mean, it's a Bono joint, but uh, a Bono the Edge joint. And uh, the Shell Crow one is my secret song that I listen I to love a lot. I, really? I will join you in that. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I love that Katie Lang. The Katie Lang song no, that's, that's fine too, yeah. but I, I don't instinctively hate the Sheryl Crow song. I guess yeah. I don't song. hate it. That, but I, I think a lot of people felt really protective of Katie at that time, like yeah. that she had gotten screwed, which yeah. she kind of did. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. But I do think, I really objectively think that David Arnold, Katie Lang one is a better song than that Sheryl Crow one. Well, so they I just mean, put her on because she was bigger. In a couple right? weeks, we're going to revisit that. Yeah, that's We're going to find out together. That's probably, uh, the, that's probably the strongest bookended movie of song, though, right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what is not, is Living Daylights when they go into that, that weird pretender song. No, I'm thinking more License to Kill when they go into Where that. Where is everybody gone? Yeah, no, that one's all right. I mean, it's, it is what it is, but what does License to Kill end with that, uh, oh... Is it If There Was a Man? No, that's Living Daylights. Pretenders, If There Was a Man. A license to Kill ends with this. Oh, I gotta turn this off. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a. I wanna say it's, it's not Celine Dion, is it? But it's some weird light R&B pop song oh, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Well, what do you guys visually, what do you think of these credits? I like them. I like them. The oil theme yeah. is there. Yeah. The, you know, you get the, guess, yeah. you get the Derek's out there. Hanging out, doing their thing. Mm. Not quite phallic enough. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. It's fine. You know, it's just, it is. It, it really is, is fine. fine. Yeah. It's at its best when, like, the oil's pouring on nothing and it turns into a girl. Yeah. And the Derek's mm. is just, I'm just looking and, at a bunch of CG, yeah. you know. And yeah. we saw the oil all over the girl in Quantum of Solace. Oh, we yeah. did indeed. We did indeed. And now uh, we come out of these opening credits uh, to, uh, to Scotland. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, also used in Skyfall. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> You're saying it's weird that MI6 got compromised and somehow they'd end up in Scotland. <laughs> Which movie am I describing? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So we're at the uh, we're at the funeral where we have. The, I love the uh, sad African prince and princess <laughs> at the very beginning. Oh, I know. <laughs> God. Like the, the, guy, the, the kings know everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Coming to America. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and we see this castle right. This, which they cut out of the movie, the shot that was going to be next, the next shot was going to be the DB5 driving into yeah. this. Did funeral. they do that just for time? Because that seems. I like think a- they did it just for time because you do see the DB5 for a split second in the uh, at the in the final footage when they're looking at looking for the heat signature of James Bond. The first heat signature they're on is the DB5. Oh, and then wow. it, and it was around looking. Interesting. I did. I'm sad. I'm a sad person. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're uh, we're in Scottish Town, and uh, there's uh, the, we, we first see uh, Sophie Marceau. Uh, lovely. Yeah, she's, yeah. A, she's a lovely gal. She's a great actress, too. And yeah, uh, really I think she good. does a good job of being very dislikable by I the end of this movie. she's overlooked as one of the better Bond villains because you don't immediately think of her as a Bond villain. Yeah, you don't even think of her as a Bond yeah, villain because she's a Bond girl. Girl's yeah. Yeah. villain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, she's, uh, as far as like a, an actress with like uh, a reputation, I'd say she is comes somewhere under like Diana Rigg 
Yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah. but I mean she's in that class. Yeah. So oh, that's right. You know, wow, you might this might be a little bit too much actress for a Bond girl. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but Terry Hatcher syndrome, right? I mean oh, <laughs> yes. uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but to have maybe one of the better Bond girls and one of if not the worst Bond girl in the oh, same movie is the worst. Is yeah. it, it says Do everything you really about this think movie. so? I mean I, we had just watched Die Another Day. And I find Halle Berry's performance so intolerable. It's so bad. It's so intolerable, and I and and I don't think it's what I. But no, but what I think yeah. what I think outweighs it is the fact that we don't see Denise Richards as much, uh, and well, I find Denise Richards, nineteen ninety nine Denise Richards, I could just stare at her all day. I have no problem with that. Sure. They didn't give her a weird haircut like Halle Berry got. But Halle Berry, I buy. At least as a spy, more than I do Denise Richards as a new. Yeah, but they don't just. You, you're not just dealing with uh, Halle Berry. You're dealing with Halle Berry and Michael Madsen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, you're dealing with with the that die another day is just such a disaster. And, uh, and and of wow. the things that it's were, awful. like and it it falls apart as soon as like the opening <laughs> credits are over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yeah, and by that time, Halle Berry is the least of my problems <laughs> with that movie. So <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, if I if I were to just examine her performance. Yeah. Uh, perhaps I perhaps I would I would put Take her a in look that, at it. that bottom rung, but but yeah, I, you know, uh, but especially the, the problem with Denise Richards is she's you know juxtaposed with Sophie Marceau. Yeah, yeah. at is, one point she's in a room with Sophie Marceau and Judy Dench. Yeah, yeah. And I like even when Sophie Marceau was like, "Did you did you sleep with her too? Really? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. And not to be too crude, but is she the only Bond girl with with fake breasts? Denise Richards, yeah, because um, usually they don't go for that kind of thing, no. and I like that. You know, I like that they kind of try to shoot for something more real. I think yes. Yeah. Well, there's your lesson, everybody. I just went through my boob Rolodex, <laughs> which I keep on fine. <laughs> it's actually a tab. It's always open in my brain. Mine just hits Eva Green, and then I can't go away <laughs> yeah. from it. She <laughs> might have even had some <laughs> posterior enhancement. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. She's she's just like a Barbie doll. Yeah. yeah and they dress her just like Lara. Lara Croft, yeah. Tomb Raider. And that's yes. like a year yeah. earlier? Yeah. Well, that's what most scientists wear in the field. Oh, yeah. 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 Halter, yeah. like, cut, cut her <laughs> tank top. Yeah, we started talking about this on Pregnant, but, like, her her role is completely unnecessary in the whole movie. She doesn't do anything. Guys, we haven't even gotten to her yet. I We're know, still in Scotland. Okay. Sophie Marceau. Okay. <laughs> We're still in Scotland. Here's what I'll say. Uh, Scott and I, got, I love that carpet in that in that castle. <laughs> I like the uh, castle. I like the... I like carpet is badass. I like the Scotland MI6. I like it. A couple things I don't enjoy about it. I don't... I don't like that. I love Bernard Lee, and I love that he's a painting on the wall. But I don't, for the sake of timeline confusion, yeah, I am a little, yeah, I'm a little like, why are we doing that? Why are we establishing? I don't like that they have a medical bay in what looks like a two-story dungeon. Like, if you're gonna have the wherewithal to build a whole medical unit, you don't need rock wall. That's a. (laughs) It doesn't uh, seem that sanitary to me. What is her name, Doctor? He calls her Holly. Oh, I don't know. Uh, it's something good. It's uh, one of those. It is a. Is it something? It is, yeah. No. It's Guys, like t- I have touch a... or feel or something to it. Uh, Doctor. Doctor Feel Good. Doctor Touch and Screws. But here we, we just, <laughs> again the the old the old Skyfall thing. Clean clean bill of health. Here getting checked out. Well, it's important. Yeah. You know, you don't want to. Uh, Guys, this has a, a six point three on uh, IMDb. As far as movies go, mm-hmm. uh, cigars. Uh, da, 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 da. S- Mol- oh, it's Molly. Molly Warm Flash. Warm Flash. That's it. What? <laughs> is, that, is that intend to imply like she's 
not young, but she's not old enough to have her hot flashes. Yeah. What does that she's even not... mean? That is the worst Bond girl I have ever heard. Is she, is she related to Kristen Scott Thomas? Because she's so what Serena Scott Thomas. Yeah, Serena no. Scott Thomas. Uh, you that, know what? I know what Doctor Warm Flash. Really Doctor Premenopausal. I know. <laughs> yeah. Doctor can still have babies, but better think about getting on <laughs> she it. She is the younger sister of Kristen Scott Thomas. Wow, there you go. Yeah. Doctor Warm Flash. Warm Everybody Flash. listening to this, just sit down. I, I think she think about what we've all done as yeah. a society. <laughs> that is the worst name. She I might have ever. the best ass of any Bond lady that I've ever seen. Or maybe it was just an excellent choice in underwear by the costume department. I can't get over Dr. Warm Flesh. But this that, is when uh, this is right when uh, Bond asks her to skirt the issue. Yeah. Ladies mm. and gentlemen, skirt mm. the issue uh, and get a clean bill of health. Uh which leads then to uh, Samantha Bond delivering two of the more cringeworthy lines uh, oh. to the job at hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just didn't make a, a lick of sense to me. But anyway, the uh, so, yeah, he gets, a clean, he gets yeah. a clean bill of health so we can get back on the case. I like how he's in the debriefing. Robinson, and I wrote it down, Robinson delivers my favorite out-of-context line. I've ever seen in a movie, which is our only lead committed suicide on the balloon. (laughs) (laughs) Out of context, it's never been said by a human before on this earth. What is it again? It's uh, our only our only lead committed suicide on the balloon. Oh, also we we didn't mention the line too. She's like, "Not from him." Keep you safe. We didn't mention that. Yes, very odious. This is when we see M. We first hear of King, and she's just sort of. Just yeah, <laughs> just shimmies a little, and you can see. Yeah, her. she gets a little wistful. Gooey. So, yeah. Judy Dench is a Gooey. brilliant Gooey. actress, but I even feel like she telegraphs a little bit too much here. The first time he's mentioned, and she does kind of a pause. I love. There's an interview with her, and it might be on the Casino Royale or the or the Quantum Discs. But there's an interview with her where she's referring to this: the world is not enough. Where she's talking about being in a dungeon and then like having to do something with a clock. And then she goes, I don't remember what what movie was that in. I don't remember uh, which one that was in. That's really funny. <laughs> this is the biggest M of any f- to this point. Yeah. The most yeah. M had been on screen. Yeah. Shoot, we went from like three days of shooting to five to like two and a half weeks or something. Yeah. She got. Oh, she was a newly minted Oscar winner. Yeah. yeah. So Keep for in Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, so essentially they're laying out the plan or not the plan, but. James needs to go protect Sophie Marceau and find out who's responsible for mm-hmm. blowing up uh, King. Uh, and and they decide to... Uh, before this happens, we see Q. Giving him the wow. most reverse-engineered gadget in the history of the Bond films. Q doesn't even know he's going to the snow. He just knows he's going to Azerbaijan oil fields. Yeah. So yeah. they give him a jacket... That is avalanche proof. They also, by the way, that jacket is not the same jacket he's wearing. No, he's, he's wearing, wearing like a ski jumpsuit. Suit. Yeah. He's wearing a whole ski suit. But, yeah. but well, the, the, to the, me, is might, let's, let's back up to, to, the, to, the, to the worst. Let's give, <laughs> the, let's give Demi, Desmond Llewellyn his his yeah. due here. Oh, the, the final appearance. Yeah, yeah. but the, the the arrival of Cleese, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how do we feel about this? Mm-hmm. Well, you He's, know, he gets his coat stuck in the door, and then and, looks oh, up. Gosh, like yeah. what? What's the problem? And he looks up. Like the He's in a completely up. different movie. Everyone the is. It's, that's the <laughs> problem. There are eight movies going on here. <laughs> is he? Now that oh. that is a tone deaf scene right there. Yeah, because it's yeah. countered with the you know ushering out. 
We're going to have to sweep them by, yeah. but also yeah. this but, ridiculousness. Yeah, here's the new goofy guy. Driving the boat through the streets of London, Q getting his jacket cotton looking up, are in the same movie. And then Q, <laughs> Q's little goodbye and her <laughs> killing herself in a balloon are in the same movie. Yeah. And, yeah. And, well, yeah. Well, Q's, well, Q's goodbye mm-hmm. is when, you know, it's, I, one of those moments that it's it's very sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, he looks like he doesn't want to go. I know. I he know, looks. Yeah. He's looking up so helpless, and 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 as he just lowers, yeah. through the through the floor. You guys mentioned this before like, too. He says the two the two things that I always told you that he's never ever, never ever said. said. <laughs> never let them see you bleed. It's so vague because you don't get the feeling that if another movie comes around, they wouldn't put him in. You could just feel the producers going, this guy's very good at dying soon. Oh, I think that's absolutely faces. exactly and what they did. And he knows it, and you see that in his face, like. It's basically the Monty Python sketch of I'm not dead yet, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still want to do these. No one's asked. But you, you were talking mm-hmm. about you know today being sad about celebrities passing. Yeah. But I interviewed Desmond a month and a half before oh. the car accident, and he was such a lovely guy. I can imagine. And like every minute of that, and like uh, his favorite movie was uh, License to Kill because he got to do all that stuff yeah. and go on location, and his <laughs> eyes lit up, and he still loved to talk about. Uh, license to kill and what a cool guy and then when, when I heard that news I, I had a little moment in my car yeah, yeah. me too yeah. oh man Cause he's who, who, there's no one and, that doesn't love him and why yeah. was he driving himself around too at that age he, you know he got bonered through a lot of those movies because he was in like day rate for a lot of them oh, so really? yeah he was not getting so like he was there for a day and like <laughs> was coming back for day rate oh terrible how terrible. old was he when he died I think it was like 84 I think oh. yeah yeah um, but 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 in some ways, probably best that he, his last film wasn't Die Another Day. Yeah, you know? yeah. God, yeah, yeah. That would be yeah. Uh, but this is where we see obviously the introdu- introduction of R, who then becomes Q. Uh, and I say R because in the world is not enough Nintendo sixty four game, John Cleese talks to you, and he is in when you are talking to him, it says R. So they actually did name they him R. Him. R. Yeah, because yeah, in Die Another Day, do they call him anything? They call, they call him Q. Q. Okay. Well, he finally, he, at the end, he says, he calls him Quartermaster, and then by the end of the scene, he's grown fond enough with him to be calling him Q. Around the that's invisible a little, R. Around the invisible, <laughs> around the invisible SMR. And at the end of this movie, R, when the thermograph is on that yeah. screw, and he, he pulls a serious bros before hose. Yeah, he sure does. He sure does. His nuclear physics. Uh, but this is where we meet the BMW <laughs> Z8 Roadster. Oh. Which uh, was manufactured for three, four years. The I think there's a little over fifteen hundred of them that were sold in the United States, and uh, if you want to buy one right now, they're still going for about one hundred and fifteen to one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. And they were brand new; they were one twenty-five. Wow! Oh wow! So because there's so few of them out there, it's quite a collector's item. And uh, you know, I say go for it if you can. If you can afford it, get one. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, we could pull some cash. Yeah, there are four of it was us. a big thing when um, Clarkson hated it on the second season of Top Gear. Oh, really? He did not. He he was he said, and the reason his reasoning for hate it was it was a car that couldn't decide if it was a roadster or a supercar. I feel like that's a great car if you if you yeah <laughs> if you're stuck between those. <laughs> yeah. Well, it fits for this movie if it can't decide. What yeah, it is. that's very true. The yeah. car does not do much at all. No, it gets it, cut. It, in it half. doesn't do much. Yeah. You never we see it drive for like a minute. Yeah. He's got the top down. Yeah. But it's no a good car looking chase. car. Coming off the car chase from. Um, tomorrow never dies too. Like I think that was sort of what they. Something. I think yeah. that because they went so far from Goldeneye where the BMW Z4 was in it and it did nothing because it, and they just had to point at it because they didn't have a chance to do anything to it. A special yeah. effects team. 
then they felt like let's make up for that with this with this BMW four door sedan. Let's give James Bond a sedan. Uh, oh, I know <laughs> that's. And, <laughs> might as well be a minivan. <laughs> and uh, it's it left in an Avis. Which yeah, it does. It does. Uh, or it could have killed. Stein Bureau have ein auto reserve yet? I can ask for a rental car in German because of that movie. Uh, but uh, the um, I can ask for a hotel room because I'm a teacher on sabbatical that won the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, but they, they, they went so far, the special effects team went so far to make up for the fact they didn't have any gadgets in the car in, the, in GoldenEye. So that's why there's such a crazy chase scene in wow. Tomorrow Never Dies. Wow. And then in this one, I think, because the car did so much, they decided to peel it back and then cut the car in half yeah. as a joke. Right. But it's an afterthought. And it really it just is. Feels like it just shows up, and then you know he does a little bit of what he did, and yeah, and, and he, he almost forgot that he had the car there. We're jumping yeah. way ahead, yeah. but he's yeah. kind of like, oh right, the car's here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's I, I don't know. Yeah, I, guys. I, <laughs> we it, well, yeah. No, it's just I liked the car, and I wish that the car didn't get cut in half. Hmm. I guess is what I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's one of the least memorable cars because it's not in the movie that much. Right. So yeah, I think I have to say this. I'm just realizing this now. I'm not a huge fan of any of the Bond car gadget moments. Like, I I think Bond is at his best when he's just. I don't know. They like they always seem a little bit too much for me. Even Goldfinger. Did, you don't really like when he uh, yes yeah, huh? throws the ejector seat on the guy. You don't like when he decides to put out those uh, Spartacus-like spikes out of the side of the Aston Martin and tear through okay. a Mustang. I, I, maybe I like the Living Daylights. That may be also oh, my favorite yeah. Aston Martin. Oh, with too. the skis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a but great. It seemed it was really you know kind of real too. Yeah, it did it's, seem a little real somehow. Why, why is that? Yeah. Um, so, guys, here, here's now where we see uh, the hologram medical scan, wow. <laughs> which has a great Pierce Brosnan moment in it. And the moment is when he's touching the oh, he's yeah. touching the bullet hole, like he's touching light, not touching anything. And then the doctor starts talking, and then he gets embarrassed, and he pulls his hand out and goes... <laughs> He does a very subtle. I didn't he does a very it. subtle. I'm embarrassed in front of this, like, and I really genuinely enjoyed I that. I thought it was like a coy, like, ooh, naughty me. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just like, oh, <laughs> the doctor just saw me do this. <laughs> the doctor just saw me touch a light. It's um, a little ridiculous, but I think I like the concept with this villain that he's got limited time and he can't feel pain. It's kind of interesting. yeah. I like they, that they too. Oversell I'll, it. They they do, like, yeah. like they hey, do. he can't feel pain. I think it's enough. Like, he only gets stronger before he dies. <laughs> but that, that's... He'll go stronger every day. Yeah. The yeah. problem with that, he can't, you know, he can't feel pain, but then he's picking up, you know, hot uh, rocks. rocks. Yeah. And, you know, you're like, okay, well, he can't feel pain, but he can scar. Right. He could, yeah. like, you know... Yeah, and then and, he's going to blister anyway. Yeah. And uh, his hand skin might fall off, which yeah. would be a problem. <clears throat> I had a friend who had a left arm with no nerve endings. And, oh, like, yeah? We were we were in a play once, and he was stuck to the set because his hand had gone through a nail and didn't know. Oh. But he had stuff, like, happening to him all the time just because you don't realize oh, when my you bang God. your hand to recoil, and he'd get it burned and all that stuff. So, oh. so I would think Renard would be covered. Yeah, just covered in scars. <laughs> yeah, just... Well, <laughs> he's freshly... All the shape of his stuff in this style, yeah. but his his acting is so good and so subtle in this movie. It, it this belongs nowhere in this movie. It belongs. No. In he does. He's, do, he's doing a very very good job. I feel uh, you feel so sympathetic for him at not only when it's like he can't enjoy sexual pleasure. Right? Was that mm-hmm. the implication with? Yeah, when, yeah. He, when he's touching her, so you can't feel it anyway. Yeah, and she's mm-hmm. mistreating him and using him, and you just feel bad for the guy. Yeah, poor Redhard. Yeah, uh, poor Fox. Poor. Redhard. He's too good for this movie. So 
Uh, where am I? Okay, now we, we see Sophie Marceau doing her thing as uh, the head of King Oil, mm-hmm. uh, where she saves a church. Mm. And uh, everybody's really happy about that. Yeah. And Telling then, us she's a good person. And then we gotta go check the pipelines out. So, <laughs> did I've you pack the so skiing? I've so frustrated with locations, to me, I remember when I first saw this, like, to not know where in the world something was, it might just been my own geography thing, but I mm. don't think they do such a, because I didn't know Azerbaijan had snowy cliffs and all this stuff, like, yeah. you're, you're, you're like, I'm learning way too much right now. Yeah. In this, where it feels like it's a thing. It's yeah. too exotic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> Uh, and this is where we meet the Parahawks. This is where we meet the 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 guys sent to kill Bond that they think the most efficient way to do this is to throw grenades out of Parahawks. <laughs> That's what they're doing. Yeah. They're throwing grenades, and grenades that have so much fire in them. Yeah. Well, that was the problem. I mean, I know when 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 we were covering this, they're like, we we scoured the world to find the newest, coolest in stuff. I'm like, why? It's so forced. If you cut yeah. this whole scene out again, this is, if director's cut, take this all out. Much better movie. It's so silly. Well, this is the point when uh, Bond says, "Head to the trees." I'll uh, or head, you know, get for cover. I'll take him to the trees, and then uh, he thinks he gets a guy, and a guy goes over a cliff, and then he goes, "See you at the lodge." And then the face, uh, the, his face is what other parachute? Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> How do you have two? I just but I you, just quipped you. Yeah, it's <laughs> over. When I quip, you die. That is the order of things. But he still doesn't have to worry about him because he's lower in elevation than he is. He can't yep, come back But up. he still goes for it. Yeah, he but, still cuts his fucking oh, shoot well that, with some skis. Oh, Jesus. But see, that's the thing. The sequence, actually, the sequence is really well staged. Yeah. It's, 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 I think, a, a great sequence. Unfortunately, it's like the fifth freaking ski scene mm-hmm. in, uh, in a Bond movie. And it yeah. just... Um, although Arnold really kind of he rouses, it. yeah, he, it, he's it, the best part of this thing. Boy, he gets he gets real close to Barry on that, and, yeah. and it's it's it really enhances the sequence. But yeah, there's just kind of a moment. Like I remember, there's a moment where you know he he kind of lifts up his pole as if he's going to use it, and I was like, oh, is he going to have the rifle in there, like yeah. in Spy Who Loved Me? Uh-huh. And you know, there's just. It, it's constantly referencing the other films, and you're wondering, you know, what, what the. <laughs> Did they, uh, you know, his new model of skis? Like, they decided that rifle thing was just too much? Yeah, that it was... does reference a lot of films, but in a way that doesn't go far enough, but goes too far without going far enough. Does that make sense? Yeah, like yeah, when here's, here's she... the tonal trouble, too, because the job of it's to endear her to him. Like, he's protecting yeah. her. This is the first time, but he doesn't do that till the end when he blows up the dumb suit or whatever. Yeah, but right. you, you, I, is she in danger at ever during this? I don't know. You don't feel it. She's just freaking out. But there was yeah. a moment where she says to Bond, have you ever lost a loved one? And so then they cut to Bond, and you're obviously thinking, all right, he lost his wife. And he just does a look. And, and I distinctly feel that's like a look for the Bond fans, but we don't want to go as far as to say I was married once because this generation won't remember, yeah. and we don't want to do They'll the work. Very and we, yeah, And it just feels very <laughs> Oh, lazy. did he marry Terry Hatcher before she died? Yeah. yeah. I um, but also I think part of it, too, is like him thinking of his parents also, I assume. Oh. Uh, you know, in the old Batman fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so now we get to a pretty great scene. I think is 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 in Baku at the at Zarkovsky's casino. Mm. I enjoy uh, I, I enjoy Everybody's the ridiculousness of the X ray glasses. I think <laughs> it's, it's so campy. It's yeah. so, so campy, campy, but in I think in the correct way and to be. Intru- that's the introduction or reintroduction of Zarkovsky. 
like who's such a you know over the top Russian you know mm-hmm. character that I yeah. enjoyed seeing again, uh, much in the way I actually enjoyed seeing Joe Don Baker a second time really? in uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah, yeah, Coltrane is really good in this. Do you guys know? how they shot the x-ray thing because you can watching it you can see that all the guns are painted white and right. they must have done some post-production it's on the filter. special features it's on there, what, yeah, so what yeah. did they do you just everybody's wearing see-through clothes or what yeah they just i think they looked like they just matted it later wasn't they didn't use green no. screen or anything no. they had separate they have everybody had two outfits everybody had the real oh. outfit and everybody had the x-ray outfit which was just a light like sheer coats with the things and everything <laughs> like that oh wow That's yeah which, uh, you know, it's always disappointing when you find out how things are done I like that. I that's what it was. <laughs> uh, but, his, but his look, his glances in that are so over the they're top. They're so over the top. But it's just because, I think it's because you're looking at, like, just women but that he's... are bent over. And, like, you're imagining what he's seeing. And then when you actually do see what he sees. And this guy, if you drop him, that's, that's James Bond's Achilles heel. Is if you drop him in a room of beautiful women... Absolutely, but he's a master spy who can avert a glaze. He's, he's not the guy who yeah. talks to the girl. She's like, I saw you look at my boobs. You would never know yeah. if he did it. Yeah. And yeah. in this, he's basically Unless like he wanted Tex you, Avery no. oh, yeah. tongue <laughs> hanging out of his mouth. So, yeah, he wants to uh, he wants to see Zarkovsky, so he does. Uh, we, we're reintroduced to him. First time we meet him, obviously, is in GoldenEye. Yeah. When uh, good old Minnie Driver's up there yeah, singing. No, yeah. That's another pop song remember we had that discussion about how many times does a pop song end up in a bond movie stand by stand by your man yeah um so someone pointed that out by the way yeah uh we made sarcastic i think one of the great great lines in 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 bond history when uh i think is why am i worried i'm suddenly you know i'm not more insurance yeah Yeah. i'm not carrying enough insurance why am i suddenly (laughs) worried i'm not carrying enough insurance oh yeah which i think is the perfect line for a guy that's been with james bond before Regardless of what era it is, yeah, yeah. I think it, I thought that was a great line. I, I think for me though, I think he's a little too—it's a little too comic reliefy. I, I feel like he just brought it back just a hair. Well, no. maybe it's because I'm just so used to Coltrane's like really broad yeah, comedic yeah, stuff yeah, that, yeah. that here it feels like it's this is a model Still of him. restraint, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, compared to like Nuns on the Run or something. Uh, and, uh, um, uh, and, and he is, uh, but a no movie I had not thought of uh, since. I was thinking uh, I saw it on VHS. That's what I'm here for. There are boobs in it, everybody. That's what I remember (laughs) as a kid. But Coltrane's having a grand time here, and it's just, it's infectious. Yeah, it's really great, and I I like like seeing him again. And then uh, Sophie Marceau comes in Mm. to do a, you know, high card draw, which is secretly a payment for something. Uh, Oh, was that uh, a plot point? Because that was a plot point. That was a plot point. Pays off really lightly later. Also, I just love the idea of uh, them somehow having to disguise the fact that they're paying. Like, there should be no tension whatsoever in the scene of like bury the top three and like Coltrane should not have a reaction to it whatsoever yeah. Yeah. he'll eventually get the money it doesn't matter it's a formality yeah yeah, yeah. Um, like you know you can just take the fucking certificate and then yeah. put call it, it a day put, put, it, yeah. put it in his money scanner to yeah. see how much money's yeah. in the certificate we have, a, <laughs> we have a smaller one than MI6 uh, 
<laughs> the travel scanner. <laughs> so this is now when we see this is the scene. After this scene, we are immediately brought to the uh, to the caves, to the fire caves. Devil's breath. Devil's, Devil's breath. breath. Where uh, there's, where is this place where there's a John F. Kennedy getting, eternal I'm flame burning? Confused by this movie. What well, listen. Too, uh, too exotic. Boy, it's suddenly in the land of the lost here. <laughs> the slider. The slider. Robbie. Uh, he gives a good performance. Uh, he does. Uh, he does. Uh, he does the old, the old specter, mm-hmm. where he kills the guy mm-hmm. you don't right. think he's yeah. gonna kill, which yeah. I enjoy that. I think had they open, had they cut to this. This is the first time we're seeing him, and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird like. It's late. He's not in. Yeah. It's super late. It's silver think, levels of late. Yeah. yeah. And it, um, no. but he but he doesn't he doesn't come out. I mean, when he shoots the guy, that's pretty intense. But he comes into a negotiation, which is really peculiar. Yep. And he's not like a sinister masterminding guy yeah. from what we've heard about him. He's like insane and doesn't feel pain i had they cut to a scene of him beating the crap out of somebody or in something doing yeah. something i think he'd be beating somebody up in a punching bag i think yes, you're right exactly. i like that he's not but not for this movie it doesn't <laughs> no, work for this no. movie but in a good bond movie you yeah. wouldn't want anything more you know because yeah. it's believable but it's, it's in this it's almost not believable because it's believable yeah boy yeah so, he, it's not a memorable entrance like he's just kind of there i'm know, now and the backlighting's a little yeah. goofy no the, the shot like yeah. it's it's the angle that apted chose is uh i'm now immediately peculiar. i'm immediately upset that i remember the name of the other two guys in the scene oh. <laughs> what are they Ar- dr arkov and yeah. davidoff Speaking of Apted, he's a curious choice for a Bond really? director. I yeah. mean, more so than most. Well, I mean, they wanted it for the, all the the relationship stuff, and that's but, but it feels so like desperate. wasted on these Bond movies. Yeah, wasted. Uh, it's well, you know, Apted had that he could wo- he could work both sides of the street. You know, he did. You know, the the Seven Up documentaries. Yeah, and yeah, his, that's you know, what I'm thinking of renowned documentarian. But you know, he would also do stuff like the. Uh, uh, God, now I'm coal miner's daughter. Nuns well, on the coal miners, oh. and Yes, nuns. Uh, no, uh, what what was the the because uh, he did instant Oguala, and then he did the uh, the the film with Val Kilmer and the the, the Native American. Oh, oh uh, Thunderheart. Heart. Thunderheart. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I was Something searching heart. for the title. But that's what Apted. You know, he he could make that conventional action yeah. film. So. It's it's not the weirdest choice, but he is kind of. He's done two episodes of Masters of Sex currently on uh, Showtime. Awesome. Uh, he's done a Ray Donovan. Uh, this is what he's up to lately. He did Chasing Mavericks, which I didn't see. It's about surfing a giant it was wave, good, actually. Uh, and uh, one of the Narnias. Huh. Wow! Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, so it's it's an it's but pre Bond, pre Bond, yeah, pre Bond. You're looking at. Uh, uh, obviously, the up documentaries. Uh, in the mist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stardust, 1974's Stardust. Everybody. Mm. Uh, I didn't realize he did Coal Miner's Daughter. Did you say that? No, did I think you said that. No, I didn't. Someone else Who said that. I thought he did. Oh, yeah, he did. Wait, yeah. yeah, he did. I 1980. Really, I was doubting it, wow. and then I was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But you know, Thunderheart was kind of like the the one that I was thinking of. That's just like. Yeah, it's an action film yeah. with, with a little something on its mind, but he also did Nell and Gorillas in the Mist. Yeah, yeah. an action film with something on its mind. I love that <laughs> description. That could be its own genre. Yeah, be... <laughs> what is another action film with something on its mind? Uh, what, what would that be? Uh, chain Reaction, Patriot oh. Games, Chain Reaction. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Chain Reaction. Everybody. Oh my god, an action film with something on its mind. Do you realize that we're this far into the movie and we have like we're in this far into the podcast rather and we have yet to get to we're just about to get to 
Denise Richards' yeah. appearance yeah. in the movie. Uh, so let's do the. I'm going to do a little shorthand here. Uh, Bond decides uh, to kill Davida or to hop in Davidoff's yeah. trunk of his Land Rover and uh, sort of does a little improvisation. I do like the look that Brosnan gives when the trunk is opened, the little smirk and then punch in the face. Have we skipped where he, he and Sophie Marceau have done it and you get one of the rare nipple slipples Ooh. in a Bond movie? We did skip it. I'm sorry. That and Diamonds yeah. Are Forever are the only nipple, nipple slipples. slipples. <laughs> yeah, not including the pre-title sequence or the, the yeah. title sequence. Yeah, well, there's some. There's plenty of those. Boy, I mm-hmm. don't mean to be so boob-centric. Today. No, I mean, that's well, usually well, your Electra's job. cleavage in the <laughs> casino alone, just plowing oh, through there. It's yeah. mesmerizing. Plowing through there. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Christmas Jones is going to be introduced Whoa. to us all. By the way, I like that James Bond's universal exports ID is essentially a college ID that was laminated <laughs> really yeah. poorly. No that was laminated <laughs> by uh, Blockbuster, and uh, he just happens to have his picture on it. Do we see the universal exports thing in the other Brosnans? Is this the first reference? Does he use it in the other? He does. Tomorrow Never Dies? Yeah, yeah. well, he used it in Die Another Day. He yeah. says he's from universal exports. Uh, right. And I, I meant previously to this ID popping up. I didn't know if it was I'm a... I'm trying to think of it. Dine of the Day, I think... I th- No, he's a banker. What was the shorthand they had for that that you caught that one time? The abbreviation? Oh, uh... Univex? Univex, yeah. yeah. Univex. Univex. What is, movie was that? I think that's a, a Craig movie. Yeah. Quantum or something? Yeah, I don't know. Univex. Um, so here we are. It's uh, Christmas Jones. Uh, he... he, he he now has to take uh, the uh, the position that, that Davidoff is going to take as this rogue doctor at this nuclear missile silo. They're trying to de yeah sure de dangerify yeah. the uh-huh. bombs. Uh, sure, sure. And uh, Christmas Jones is uh, in charge of this whole operation. Uh, Boy, does she run him through the good <laughs> ring. Lord! Don't oh, say any jokes. I've heard all the jokes. I don't know any Dr. Jokes. <laughs> Pretty clever. I guess I'm into you now. That's the that's the moment. You look at her face. Yeah. That's the moment yeah, she know. decides that's to fuck him. That's the only acting she yep. does. That's the moment she decides to fuck him. When, when I interviewed her for this, I was under the impression that I don't think she ever read any part of the screenplay that wasn't hers. Yeah. She had really no idea what was going well, on. It wouldn't and, matter. Well, no. No, she, well, she was brought in as a uh, window dressing. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think she'd seen a Bond film either but, before. Yeah. But I mean, but... I want to know what the decision-making process was on that, that you're going to have a nuclear physicist mm-hmm. and you're going to cast like a WB level actor. I can't uh, understand it. It, it, it just baffles me because the film is playing, you know, I, I'd kind of said that it reminds me of for your eyes only in the way that it's, it's kind of a serious bond for the most part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you all of a sudden you bring in this element that is just <laughs> so laughable and so misjudged. Yeah. I mean, it throws the movie yeah. completely off balance. And whatever was interesting right. about it, the the minute she shows up, I'm just I, I she should have been uh, like Tanya Roberts' part in View to a Kill. Where, <laughs> seriously, yeah. Yeah. that's as bad. Yeah, were, were, were there ever any alternate choices that were up for that role? I'm gonna I mean, look I, that up. I remember just like when they flew her to London for the screen test, and then we knew. It was Listen like, to this bit Oof. of trivia that I just was reading. Uh, Joe Dante and Peter Jackson were offered the opportunity to direct this film. Oh my god, that wow. would have been amazing. Uh, Barbara Broccoli enjoyed Jackson's Heavenly Creatures, and a screening of The Frighteners was arranged for her. She disliked The Frighteners. 
and showed no further interest in Jackson. Wow. Oh. Oh, hey, you guys were talking about Barbara, like having a little crush on her. Yeah. It was really great. So when when we when oh we, yeah, we love her. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a very funny Barbara story. So when I was working for the foundation, we used to go to Cubby's house a bunch to like go shoot his Thalberg Award and like do all the stuff. And so I met her a bunch of times. Cut to like three years later after I'd quit the magazine and stuff, I was working uh, driving limos. And uh, who do I pick up but Barbara Broccoli? Uh, oh my and God. she gets in my limo, we're driving, and I'm like, do I say anything? Like, like, hey, actually, I, you know, I was taking her to the house, and I go, I, I've actually been to your house before for the Infamy Foundation or else. Da, 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 I haven't met you. She goes, that's nice. And then when I was unloading her bags, it was the most uncomfortable moment. But she is lovely. That is, that is, that is upsetting to me i don't want that to happen uh i'm just like i was looking for some sort of like who else was up for this role of denise richards and i can't see (laughs) she was top of the list they got her they shut down they were like we are good to go they wrote the script around do you think we'll get her guys (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) uh all right well hey listen you win some you lose some guys and we definitely lost this one uh so yeah, we're at the nuclear site. This is where this is where Bond encounters uh, Renard. Renard, mm-hmm. and this is I think this is a good this is a good meeting. It really I think this is a good scene. meeting of of Bond and villain. Where are they? They're in the uh, they're in the the, the the basement of the silo. Yeah, they're in the silo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Bond briefly gets the upper hand. Bond, yeah, very much so. And uh, Bond, you know, very much, I think, yes, I'm going to, as soon as I put the silencer on it, I'm going to blow your fucking head off. And mm-hmm. I, I believed that, and I enjoyed that, and it's like what you would, ex- what you, what a logical step would be for James Bond to do, and not a sort of situation where you're watching a James Bond movie going like, why are you doing that? You should be doing this. This is a very logical step. And then it gets interrupted by, uh, by the... Uh, Foreman. By the foreman who had been alerted by Dr. Christmas Jones that this movie needs to go for another two hours. Denise Richards was attracted to the role of Christmas Jones as she found the part to be brainy, athletic, and had depth of character. A change in direction from previous Bond girls. Audiences did not agree and often consider Christmas to be the worst Bond girl ever. This was the first Bond film to win a Razzie in the category of worst supporting actress for the mm-hmm. same reason. Wow. She deserved that, Razzie. Yeah, she <laughs> she really, 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 really did. Yeah. Um, but I like this this Carlisle. I think this Carlisle Brosnan scene is great. I think they're both giving par performances. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna yeah. go out on a limb and say that everybody. Uh, I'm with you. It's like this whole like this could have been such an amazing movie. That's why. It's, yeah. There's parts of it that are very, very promising, and there's parts of it that are the most ridiculous. You know, just needed another you know hour or two in the oven. It, like just in the writing of it. You know, if yeah. they you know, but. This is when we see now. This is when we see the the Omega, uh, the battering, the grappling hook oh, Omega. Man. What is the? Sorry, what are you? You making a face, Matt? There was an alternate consideration. Oh boy, Tiffany Amber Tyson. Decent, oh. decent. Sorry, either way, better Sorry. actress. Yeah, actually. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it would she probably still would have taken the Razzie home for this one. <laughs> now, yeah. apparently, well, there's what? part of me that's like watching this movie last night. Uh, I was uh, Craig Rowan, who's a writer on uh, on on At Midnight with me, uh, improviser from New York. He and I were watching it, uh, and we were sort of discussing whether or not it was the script being bad as far as her dialogue is concerned or if it was really just her performance and there's a moment where we realized it was her performance and the moment is when uh when she's in the scene with coltrane 
and Brosnan. And if you listen to the dialogue that Brosnan and Coltrane are saying, it's just as stupid and just as ridiculous as what she's doing. But there is no... There's nothing behind her performance. There's right. no, there's no emoting on the face. It's all very wooden. It's all very monotone the same throughout well, the movie. But yeah, it is. But I also feel like she's trying to be taken seriously. Like mm-hmm. she's like, I'm playing this as, as if yeah. I know what I'm saying, uh, <laughs> and and it just it fails so spectacularly on that count that you end up with this this you know. Matt, you drive this train for a second. Cut, cut out of this movie, though. You have the exact same movie for if, if you cut her part out. You really do. She does yeah. nothing that no. no one else could do. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. she does. She doesn't the the the, the bomb. He decides I'm not going to defuse it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is what her main function there is. Uh, she does let him out of a. She does let him out of a, a locked area of the submarine. Sure. Yeah. After you yeah. know. Do you tell me to drive but he could have thrown, thrown a knife at the button. I was look up something. Yeah. <laughs> we have another <laughs> alternate callback song yeah. <laughs> that I have that I thought was for uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, but it's actually for The World Is Not Enough. And it's an interesting choice. It actually grew on me. I really like this song. It was written by David Arnold, sung mm-hmm. by Scott Walker. It, just check this out. This is real. What film was this for? Is this, this for The World Is Not Enough, like the wow. end credits song, apparently. It's so 60s. Yeah. It almost seems like a joke, but it's not. It's called Only Myself to Blame. This is very from Russia with love. Yeah, yeah, super from Russia with love. Matt Matt Monroe. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna play a. Uh, I'm gonna play a clip. Okay, let's. This is the clip. This is the clip from the Scott moment. Scott Walker, sorry, the, the yeah. sun ain't gonna shine anymore. Scott yeah. Walker. Yeah, okay. But it's oh. got some great muted trumpet, trumpet in there. Let me yeah. grab that. Yeah. Uh, like that. Grab that chord there. Yeah, that, that's that's music for a rainy Bond day. Yeah, <laughs> a rainy Bond day. <laughs> that's like when he's going to the grave of Teresa, and he's just. Do you think he'll ever? Do you think he'll ever revisit the grave of Teresa? I maybe hopefully I hope so. not because yeah. it says 1938 to 1972. <laughs> oh well, oh well, like yeah, because yeah. like, Bond, the Fleming Bond, was born in 1924. I think yeah. I just read the new Bond book and I really oh, kind of liked it actually. Nice. Well, I I always wondered if they would just say, ah, oh, screw it. Well, we'll just bring her Teresa back, like you know, because the continuity it. is just you know, yeah. it's out the window. Like do it again, and, you mean? Yeah, like yeah. do do on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. I would love that. Again, that would be amazing. I wish they would start remaking some of the novels. Well, yeah, you could do that, and then and, and, yeah, and find I mean, a way to just use John Barry's score again. I'm <laughs> interested to review. I'm interested to revisit uh, Never Say Never Again, just to see how much better it is than the slow moving Thunderball. I don't know that yeah. it's better because I haven't seen it since uh, I, the late '80s. It's it's more entertaining. Yeah, is it? Yeah, than Thunderball it may not be better, but it's more entertaining. Well, Thunderball is one of those that I thought I you know I loved when I was a kid, and I went back to watch it, and I was like, boy, this is yeah. It's long. I still it's love it. I still really love it. So here's here's a little bit of uh, the the Coltrane uh, juxtaposed with Denise Richards juxtaposed with Pierce Brosnan. This is the scene from the uh, scene from the caviar uh, factory. Uh-huh. Sophie Marceau taking the phone call from Goldie. Bon Goldie, of course, a popular rapper at the time mm-hmm. in England, dating <laughs> a drum and bass DJ, dating Bjork. Yeah, was. Oh, is that what he was? He was just a I'm DJ. Yeah. Good lord. Who are you? And how did you get in? I'll call security. 
and congratulate them. <laughs> this is great. I think it's great. Yeah. Can't you just say hello like a normal person? Get lost. This is, no, 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 no. Down the back. This is good. I think this is good Brosnaning. Yeah. What's your business with Electra King? I thought you were the one giving her the business. Oh. She drops a million dollars in your casino and you don't even blink an eye. What's she paying you off for? Hmm? You know, if I were you, a relationship with a man like that, I wouldn't bet on it. Good Foley work. And then we see the, uh, I'm going to say the most unnecessary device ever attached to a helicopter. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> a nuclear bomb. Well, attached to But like, if you're he, listening. He even looks at her like, we don't need it. Yeah, we yeah. just slow oh. down. Yeah, oh, the, we got it. The look it. is not this. like a character, not like Christmas Jones. It's It's like. We don't want this line in the scene, right? We're gonna cut this. Yeah, yeah. standing. He looks at the camera. It's really. <laughs> but that's the that's the moment where you realize how uh, how out of her league she yeah. is in this movie. Uh, with some, I think this is the better. I really do think that these performances from everybody, including M, I think this is the best of the Brosnan era as I far agree. as acting performances go for villain. Uh, you know, I might give the edge to, um, to Sean Bean. Sean Bean's mm. Sean Bean's very good, but I don't think I feel Acting like wise, I, don't think so. I feel like Bond villain wise. I feel like um, God, what's his face? Not Tomorrow John never dies. No, oh, John I feel Price. like he's so over oh, the top in the be- in the best Bond way okay, possible. All right, as long as we're qualifying, I think in the best in the tomorrow's I, news today. Yeah, I think that that is just that's got yeah. that's got the all time. He fits the tone of the film better. That's did you for sure. did we catch the Michael G. Wilson cameo in this movie? No, but I it was didn't time to I didn't either. Play I spot the Michael J. Wilson. Wilson. I'll go back G. to um, Brosnan in this at the junket because this, this is what I was talking about like him him kind of like swaggering through this at moments. Mm-hmm. Like he's got some great stuff and the pain. But I, when I said I asked him, I said, well, "What do you want everyone to remember you for through the Bond series?" I go, "You know, this might be your last one. You might have one more." He goes, "He goes, I'd like to be remembered as the guy who kills him off." Like were you fucking Michael dick. G. Wilson? No, no, no. This oh, is Brosnan. No, Brosnan. Wow. I want to be the guy who kills him off. Oh boy. <laughs> well, he was well on his way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but you know, Brosnan was the one because I interviewed him later for uh, some awful lawyer comedy with Julianne Moore and oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and he but he you know I asked him about you know Die Another Day and and kind of the failure of it and. Um, and you know, and he he was very open about the fact that he was like, we we wanted to, I wanted to make a serious back to forming Bond. He was like, that's what the opening of the film is. That's what you're seeing is what for, the Bond I for which, which for one? Die Another Day. Oh right. And he was like, that you're seeing what you're seeing there is like what I wanted to do with Bond. Yeah. And he's like, and then it became another movie. Yeah. <laughs> but he has the power to stop that. I don't know what. I don't know how powerful the actors in the Bond contracts are. I really don't. Oh, I thought you were he... talking about Michael G. Wilson again. Oh, no, well, no, no, no. Really no, no. Want to talk about Michael G. Really my problem. No, no, that's, no. This was, this oh, was Brosnan. And, no. Yeah. And oh, they're I... really all. I think they're really. Yeah. Even Daniel Craig, I think, is really at the whim of whatever Broccoli and, and, yeah. and Wilson want to do. Michael By G. the way, they're getting Producers Guild awards, yeah, the two of them. So do we sneak over? 
<laughs> to, the, to the dinner? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You, she loves it. you. Let's yeah. do this. <laughs> remembers me like yeah. no business. Uh, Michael G. Wilson is in the casino when Electra is signing her $1 million check. Uh, He's in the background all right. in a tuxedo. Kids, look for that. Yeah, look spot for that. Michael G. Wilson. Wilson. It's, it's very easy to spot in Tomorrow Never Dies. He even has a line. Mm. Yeah. You know who else has a cameo in that? Oh. Gerard Butler. Ooh. Does he really? He's in the opening, yeah, like naval. Thing. He plays the yeah. Br- butler? Yeah. He plays the butler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about how M is dressed like a Bond villain in this movie. She's, she's dressed like she's dressed like Donald Pleasance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she's dressed exactly like Donald Pleasance. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we talked about this scene. Now, I don't remember if this scene, guys, refresh my memory, if this comes after or before the pipeline. It's That's after the pipeline, the caviar scene, correct? Oh, good question. Wow, we've just totally. Uh, I, I mean, it is scene where he confronts a Oh, and then I, yes, okay. No, no, pipeline's next, yeah. Pipeline, this is. I don't know. What, what are your rules and about the, bathroom breaks? On this? <laughs> take one. Yeah. Take right. one. Oh. At, your, yeah. at your own risk. You're now man. off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I'm gonna, we're going to find the order of this situation. Here we go. Um, but, okay, I'm going to. This movie, this movie gets is too convoluted for its it own good. It doesn't matter. That's the yeah. problem. Like it's as, too as I was convoluted. watching it, I was having trouble following it a, a second time, and yeah. I was like, "Is this even being paid off? Is this just like kind of? It feels like it's it's a lot of uh, like just story ideas that that got wedged together. That's and, what most and of that, them are. And that were bar- well, yeah, that's true. But yeah. but even more so in this. But one. yeah, this movie, this it's got like double blinds, like. You know, she's really the bad guy, but the, he doesn't think she's the bad guy because the bad guy's actually working for her, but she, the, work, the bad guy doesn't know that he's working for her. I know, right? how many people, bad guy. You, you, you are kind of led to believe Coltrane's bad, but we know he's not. Yeah. Goldie switches, Electra switches, uh, Renard is kind of ambiguous in, in, in some sense. Um, who else? Um... Uh, well, hang on. Here's what I wanted to talk about. The, there's a scene in this movie which I think is I think for my money is the best is is Brosnan's best acting and it is when he goes back to confront her about uh, her mm-hmm. being in on it and it's after the scene in the thing when he when his shoulder gets squeezed by thing and and Robbie uh, Coltrane Carlisle says uh, exactly the line what's the point in Living if you, you have, don't feel, feel alive. alive. Yeah. 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 And he confronts her about that. And I really think that that, I think that that's his best moment. And I'm trying to fucking, I'm trying to find it. And all that, all that comes up on YouTube, of course, is uh, the uh, sex chair. <laughs> Isn't that also in the song? Don't they use those lyrics in, in the Bond song, in the garbage song? What's the point of living if you can't feel alive? I think they do. Hmm. They should if they didn't. Yeah, That's... in the pipeline, they make this big, it's like cutaway scene. To oh no, the screws are stripped. We're never going to get this off. No, they... here's what happens. <laughs> James Bond says uh, the screw's been stripped, and then fucking Christmas Jones says someone's tampered with the bomb, which yeah. is exactly <laughs> what it means. Yes, uh... and then they cut away and cut back, and it's dismantled. Yeah, yeah. That that who knows what's in that Omega. Do you have it's basically saying like do you have your Allen wrench? No, but I have my cutaway for convenient editing 
Yeah, Ranch. have a, well, yeah. let's just get out of this. Well, did anyone, the pipeline, you know, it's kind of a, uh, did anyone think of Living Daylights? Yeah, I did too. And yeah. They, yeah. yeah sure. over the board. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, but, uh, oh, and that giant Russian lady with yeah, the huge with the, hits. with the big boobs oh, that the yeah, guy keeps yeah. burying. Again, I remember yeah. boobs. Uh, so I don't know what it's back. But, uh, it's boob guy. That's a producer's award right there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, all that is coming up. When, I, when I, Brosnan's I, in the section, I want everyone to look to go back to the scene where she, where Brosnan confronts Sophie Marceau about her feeding, being the being the mole, being the leak, being the person that is talking to uh, Renard. Because I think that's I think that's Pierce Brosnan's best performance. It, yeah, and then he goes right to being in the sex chair where he's doing more hurt. Well, acting. that's the next time he sees. Her. <laughs> <laughs> that unhinged jaw. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> it's a python going after a really marmoset. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what this is. This, this is. I I love that device though. I love that chair. Yeah. Well, let's it's... let's take a listen here. All right. Hang on. This is the suit that you love that Brosnan has. The suit. Oh, this this is my favorite suit. suit. This linen suit with Tell this blue shirt. I wanted to buy it. It went up for auction last summer from the... The real one? Yeah. Wow. How much do they want for it? I don't... It was estimated eleven to 15000 mm. You gotta wait for that roll back into fashion. Yeah. Linen wrinkles, man. Mm-hmm. Who's the guy who's got that at home and got to explain it to his friends? No, it's, it's called... The world was not, not enough. <laughs> yeah. You had her, too? I'm gonna... I could have given you the world. The world is not enough. Foolish sentiment. Family motto. (laughs) Title of this movie. They were digging near here and found some very pretty vases. They also found this chair. Digging <laughs> this chair. They found it in the ground. Look at him does go. He, Look at him go. When, when she shows the chair, does he faint? Does he kind of like do a, oh, no, not the chair. I've been there before. Yeah. I think we ignore the old ways at our peril. Don't you? Where's Em? Soon she'll be everywhere. All this? Because you fell for an honor. I think that'll come in handy, yeah. guys. The hat next to the mm-hmm. gun. Five more turns and your neck will break. I've always had a power over men. When I realized my father wouldn't rescue me from the kidnappers, I knew I had to form another alliance. You turned Renard. Just like you. Only you were even easier. I told him he had to hurt me. He had to make it look real. Does this does this part affect you? The bad CG? Oh yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. it's not that horrible, and I understand that's how they have to do that. But for the 1999, yeah, it's better than the Silva thing. You killed (laughs) facial collapse. He killed me. He killed me the day he refused to pay my ransom. Was this all about the oil? It is mine. <laughs> <A jaw. laughs> mine. 
and my family. It's just acting. It's Runs pure my acting. Veins, it's like when he blood. choked on the shrimp and Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> he was allergic. <laughs> Everything he does is name. life or death. Even my like write a check. Name, the glory of my people. No one will believe this meltdown was an accident. Ha! They will believe. They will all believe. You understand? Nobody can resist me. You know what happens when a man is strangled? This is the first time we all heard about autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> For those of you at home, she's straddling him now. Yes. Thigh exposed. Yeah. You could take a nap on how far his bottom jaw. What do you guys think of the? Uh, you, what do you guys think of how the? Uh, whose choice was it for Brosnan to kill her, but then weirdly loom over her? Yeah, that I think kill her and be gone. Like if you're gonna kill her, you're done with her. Yeah, that and that's the staging of that is is troubling. Yeah, like, it's I'm really like, weirdly what? shot. Yeah, yeah. He, like bends over. I'm like, well, what are we doing? Yeah, and here? the way she falls on the bed. Even well, also not, peculiar. Let's not yeah. forget that uh, how James found her was he had had the card that was taken out of the warhead, gave it to M. M had it in her pocket. Then in an abandoned uh, lighthouse that probably hadn't been occupied for many years. There was a, uh, a clock that still had a working 9-volt battery. And then she made a bomb out of the light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's able to use that battery to power the locator car. But when she follows him up and he kills Electra and there is that weird moment, even mm. M's like, Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. This is awkward. Uh, yeah, I know we pay him to do these things, but I don't really want to see it. Yeah, I just love that we get M doing all the cliched, like, how am I going to get out? Like, it's like a Western, you yeah. know, like, I'm y- yeah, trying like, to get the keys. Like, I said my parents like, the Caribbean. The, yeah, the dog with the keys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we didn't mention the world's not enough, the family motto coming, right. coming mm-hmm. out of right. uh, yes. Is that the only Fleming link to this? That's think, one segment we sometimes do, Fleming versus Eon. Is there any other Fleming? That's about it. Yeah. Orbit something some or yeah I mean that yeah that's yeah nonsense orbit I think or something yeah. like that yeah I think that is all the Fleming that's, to this yeah. yeah no no sorry uh, the the Parahawks were big in uh, <laughs> <Royale>. <laughs> yeah. let's not uh, forget Christmas Jones of course a classic uh, uh, a classic Fleming Ian character. Fleming yeah. Bond yeah. character Electric King that's a good. Interesting name. It's not crazy sex name. Yeah. Dr. Warmflash. Oh, oh boy. But, Dr. But Ele- Molly Warmflash. Yeah. Electra is a classic. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah Greek. Name. Yeah. But Definitely. the, uh, well, let's, 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 let's sort of, let's, we're winding down okay. on this film here. Uh, but there's like an hour left. Yeah. That's <laughs> in the movie. There's an hour no. left. Let's talk it's about the death of, uh, of, of, of Zarkovsky. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, and so he makes he could kill Elektra, but he knows Bond will still be stuck in the chair. So yeah. he, he opts with his last shot to free Bond, make it look like he's with his yeah. with his cane gun. Why is mm-hmm. it me? Like, I, I feel like that's a lot for your nineteen ninety nine audience to figure out for some reason. I don't know why. Is that no? No, I think that's just they me. figured it out. It's just yeah. me being proud of my own mediocre intellect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, I think that was I think that was really. I think that was really but great. But that's another shift in tone for me. Like, I think that's too... It's got a good amount of character ambiguity 
and when they're spelling so much other shit out for you and don't even know what their own plot means half the time. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. fit with Sometimes that's life. That Coltrane <laughs> stuff, though, too, when he's running with the machine gun, it's the goofiest, most awkward yeah, handling yeah, yeah. of a machine gun. Oh, when he's gun getting out of the boat? Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's made himself vulnerable for a good five seconds <laughs> while he's just trying to look where he's stepping. <laughs> and then he just raises up and shoots a bunch of people. It's like those Stormtrooper outtakes they just released. <laughs> just kind of like, yeah. goofily. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, I think he dies. He dies valiantly. I was sad to see him go, hoping he would return again. Yeah. But uh, yeah. you know, now that's really out of the question anyway. So I'm mm-hmm. glad he got closure on his character, and uh, he's functioning essentially as the Felix Leiter of this mil- yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, shit goes down. She, he uh, kills Electra, just shoots her right in the neck uh, with a with a. I think it's a Beretta. He should have shot her uh, other earlobe. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Just to yeah, match the, the deformed ear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he puts the gun in his belt, takes off the jacket of that gorgeous linen suit from Brioni, and dives yeah. into a wet dock. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> a submarine. Gorgeous Brioni submarine. <laughs> 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 uh, I thought again, that was all a model, that submarine. It, looks, it looks great. It looks really good. Yeah, Chris yeah. Corbald, he's also like a modern day hero of these Bond films. He does amazing work. And he's doing, he did like, he's doing all the Nolan films too. And oh, he's doing wow. the new Star Wars, I think, oh, for cool, the visual cool. Oh, he's doing yeah. the model work for that? Yeah. That's great. But yeah. he does more than that. I mean, he did the whole, like, uh, uh, Venice house on a gimbal at right, the end. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Some of those were miniatures, but the, the full set and everything. Wow. He's great. No, wow. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful work. Yeah. And but, the, uh, yeah, so he goes, he dives down and enters through the porthole just before it's about to close. Then there's a whole thing of him going out of a porthole, holding his breath for about four minutes while he comes in the Doing other porthole. breath hole. acting. Yeah. What, you think it can't get worse than his hurt acting. It's his out of breath Well, acting. if you want to see breath acting, you just take a look at Star Trek Four. That is some. That is about four and a half minutes that uh, Shatner's underwater for. I love the Bond scenes where it's contingent on uh, his his lung capacity. <laughs> you know, where where he's got to hold his breath. That's that's a recurring thing. Would have been kind of awesome. Wouldn't it have been kind of awesome if he had pulled smoker. out the Thunderball no, yeah. rebreather? Yeah, which I believe he has in Die Another Day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He has it in Die Another Day. Um, I don't know why he wasn't prepared with that and put it in his ski jacket. Yeah. Might need them both because so it weird. wasn't the anniversary films. This so <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> weird, unexplained but take it as given process of turning plutonium into these gold plutonium rods, and they have to go in in a certain speed and order, yeah. and, and you just, can hydraulically relaunch them if you find yeah. the right one on the Simon keypad. Or whatever that is. I just <laughs> do, 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 do. I couldn't care less, you know. I just find myself wondering, you know. I, I, how there's no radio radioactive material right. getting out. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, they, they must have thought this through, and I, I just don't, you know, I, I needed Christmas Jones to explain. They make, they make a comment. They say it a lot. She says, safe. it's safe, touch she it. Says, yeah. Well, yes. that's, yeah, that's it, though. I'm like, yeah. well, why is it safe? What, yeah. I said yeah. while, what I said while I was watching that was, and three years later, all those actors developed hand cancer. <laughs> hand cancer. <laughs> this was the, uh, the, the Bonds, ver- or the Bond films version of uh, the, the, uh, the, what was the, the John Wayne uh, Genghis Khan? Yeah, 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 where he the family thinks he got cancer from that. Yeah, well, Not like almost everyone who worked in that film what, got cancer what, or something. What was on set that was? They were shooting close to uh, a Nevada test site. Yeah, no kidding. Oh wow, oh, my God, wow. Uh, so, for this, like, I think the whole thing set in the submarine, like it's just it's not exciting, mm-mm. really. I mean, like the, it's all right. I mean, I like the idea that they it, the the submarine totally just goes nose down, and then they're having to climb through the submarine as opposed to. I mean, at yeah. least they but didn't the last mm-hmm. one end on a boat too, and a high yeah, tech hit on boat. a boat, not yeah. a submarine. Different. 
different thing. Carlisle stuff does great when the whole realization, you know, that when Elektra's dead and all oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. really great. He's yeah, when good. he tells her... Uh, Denouement. Yeah. That's a great line. So. Also, He's too good for this film. Also, there's a little acknowledgement, I think, from both actors, or rather from both characters to each other of like, yeah, we both got fucked over by this girl. Yeah. And I feel like he's looking up at Brosnan going, thank you for killing me. Like, mm-hmm. thank you for finally killing me. Yeah. He's, like, there's, there's a nod of, like, thank you. For this film. Because <laughs> it just seems out of place. I think I thought that was pretty interesting. He should be in a Craig film. I wish he would have been that in a Craig yeah. film. That would have been. Yeah. Too bad. But then, uh, you know, shit goes down. They make sure to say, it's underwater, so the reactor's going to be safe. Now let's launch ourselves out of torpedo tube. Uh, breathe the whole way up. Uh, and then they... Uh, they didn't get the bends. Yep, no. They didn't yeah. get the bends because yeah. she was exhaling the whole way up. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then and then and then the what movie a, essentially ends. Yeah, it's so fast of an yeah. ending. It's they almost all are. And then yeah. super crisp and cleaned up though, having yeah. that yeah. rooftop moment. And then the worst. And then line the worst in line Bond in the history, history of James Bond. Yeah. Which is going to uh, say it? Who even wants it to come out of their mouth? We all know it. And we don't even need to say it, right? We all it's, know it. The name's Bond, James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, that to me is that was the, it's two things. They're like whatever lapse in judgment that allowed them to hire Denise Richards yep. allowed them to use that line, or they hired Denise Richards, saw what they got, and went, "What the fuck? Let's just make it. Let's just I, go all the way." I wonder if it was if they had that line in their back pocket and were like, "We have to name a character mm. Christmas." Yeah, so we can, maybe right. We can finally use this. Line. So much. I, mean, it, I bet you're right because that's she's how they the do ski, all the gadgets. They reverse that's the ski jacket of. Yeah, uh, yeah. you're right. It because is. I know. I, I I seriously, you know, like I wouldn't doubt it. It. Yeah. I guess it is. It's one of the worst exit lines. But... I vividly remember the audience groaning. Yeah, me too. When me too. I saw this in the theater, I was oh, one of them. Opening day in a suit. But I mean, <laughs> I expected it. Like when I heard yeah. that they well, when I when I heard that her name was Christmas Jones, there was just a part of me that that was like. Why would? Oh God, no! <laughs> they're they're going to do be a that, Polynesian character too. Initially, like I don't know what the point uh, of that she was, was like going to be an insurance adjuster. Or yeah, something? Yeah. yeah. I was sixteen. And I was like, really? girls don't come. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, she was not always going to be this. This at least that makes the technical a acumen. When, when the screening, when I saw I, this at MGM, I'd given my buddy, who was a big Bond fan, a ticket too, and he was so incensed. He left like immediately after that line, and like I, I tried contacting him for like, a couple hours afterwards. He was so <laughs> mad at the movie. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that, there you have it, guys. That's that, that's the world is it's not enough, enough. Mm. and really, it was these Brosnans, man. These Brosnans. Gotta work We're gonna figure things. it out. We're gonna yeah. figure it's it weird. out. Like, oh man, is it just the, the time? Was there no like? How did such a weird thing with the well, Brosnans? I've now. said this before as well, but they also are coming at a time when all these other movies are doing Bond better than Bond, like Die Hard and stuff right, like right. that. And they just they just are not. They're parodies. They're totally self parodies. Roger but, Moore was the first era to make it a fun can't be thing and now they're just yeah but it's it's interesting in the time because you know view to a kill had been such a like oh god this franchise is really going in the toilet and goldeneye kind of restored it Mm. and so we and and there was always that sense that we wanted brosnan to be bond that he should have been bond earlier yeah and you know that uh you know and so you get through the daltons and you finally get the bond that you wanted and it's it feels like it's a little too late yeah. Now you guys probably know the answer to this. The was the 1989 to 95. Was that lapse lawsuit lapse? Was that like they were still dealing with McClory? It was after License to Kill. Yeah, yeah. So they had to they stopped down for five years essentially yeah. because mm-hmm. of that lawsuit. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder what I wonder where we would be. 
right now. Yeah, because Brosnan, they were planning the third uh, Dalton, right? Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. We were talking about this, how Dalton showed up on the, the Eon documentary. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah but but in. this is the first time he kind of talked because he wouldn't do yeah. any of the yeah. he yeah. wouldn't do any special editions for us. Intense. He was still so angry about his scenes the in that documentary are intense. I love it, yeah. but he's like so passionate. He's like a madman. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch those again. They're really great because he also he's got kind of longer hair and he doesn't quite look like himself. Yeah. He just looks like this guy mm-hmm. they found on a, in a Scottish Highland, yeah, super or Welsh, Welsh. Yeah, well, yeah, he's in a Welsh under a bridge, and they just can you talk about Bond? You're damn right, I can. We were doing it. Finally. We were doing it. We were living it. It's just insane. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Well. That was the world. Guys, we did it. We did uh, it. Derek, Jeremy, thank you for joining us and giving us thank your insight. You. It uh, provided much needed yeah. uh, critical and bond expert insight that we've. So inside. For better baseball has been for, lacking. Yeah. yeah. No, listen. The yeah. kids love it. Kids yeah. out there listening to this, they're yeah. loving it. Do you yeah. guys have, would you guys like to uh, plug anything? Twitter handles, things of that nature? Uh, I'm at the Derek Miller. Nice. I am uh, at Mr. Beaks, altogether M R B E A K S. Mm-hmm. And you can also read my work at Ain't It Cool News under the Num de Plume Mr. Beaks. Mm. Nicely done. Matt, anything for you? Uh, keep watching at midnight. Uh, at midnight on Comedy Central. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Matt Myra. Also, uh, we might have, we might, we might miss a week. I was just looking at my scheduling, and we we might, uh, it might be a couple weeks before the next episode. Is that true? But we're gonna try our best not to make that happen. But I just wanted to pre-prepare you in case it does happening. Don't worry, we're gonna be back. I'm just, I just happened to uh, mistakenly book a trip when I probably shouldn't have booked a trip. We're going to pull a 1989 through 1995. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're probably going to have to miss a week. In, we have a lot. I, we have a lot. I'm out of town in New Year's anyway. Yeah. I mean, unless we can record ahead. But we'll, we'll do what we can. But is our next guest uh, confirmed? Uh, that's the. That's sort of the situation. Okay. Probably, if it's if, if wait, our scheduling though. happens the way it's supposed to happen, Paul Shear will be our next guest for yeah. Honor Majesty's Secret Service. All right, everybody, oh, James Bond movie. will return. <laughs> on Sorry, you guys. Secret <laughs> Service. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.